This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, Griffin here. None of these scenarios are based on any real-life events. Everything is made up entirely on the spot. Take it away, song! Hi. I'm Griffin. And I'm Steve. And I'm Bones. And this is Killed to Death. The improvised true crime podcast. You ever see an ear smile? You're about to. <laughs> You've never met one of our listeners. If anyone looks a little, uh, you know, off kilter. What's, you remember that horror movie Smile that came out last year when people had big yes. creepy smiles? Yeah. Those were just our listeners. Yeah, that was about listening to Killed to Death, <laughs> if you didn't yeah. see it. Always delighted. Always a good time. Uh, and speaking of a good time, we know what we are entering into is we're entering into summer wedding season. Ooh, that's it's right. It's upon I've already, us. When this episode comes out, I will already have been to my first one of the season. Ah, well, this is the perfect time to uh, Kyle get Kyle and Steph, there. I hope you guys are still together by the time this episode comes out. <laughs> this one's for you. If you're still together. And um, what we want to say is that there are a lot of things that go into a great summer wedding. And we're going to tell you a few of them that you're going to want to have at yours. It's a very popular time for weddings. So if you're doing a summer one, here's how to make it extra special. Absolutely. I'm going to say take advantage of the outdoors. Uh, For a Mm -hmm. winter wedding, you are cooped up inside a church. uh, Chicken coop. Chicken coop. uh, In the summer, open range. Yeah, it should be out in, like, Wyoming. You should do your summer wedding. Yeah, well, just the most outdoors you can get. Uh, really <laughs> take advantage. Um, so, yeah, like Wyoming. Um, yeah. In the winter, people are limited to, like, having their food indoors, to having their bathrooms indoors. You are outside. Oh, Stay you outside. you think they should have bathrooms outside at weddings? Yeah. Like outhouses. Or... Just like a cool... I would argue that if you are inside the outhouse, you are indoors. Okay, so you want it completely outside. Maybe little curtains Open it up! Anything can be a convertible. (laughs) Just convert it. Cut off the top. Yeah, convert it. (laughs) That's right. Like, you can still Uh, have, obviously, like, the walls and stuff, so people don't, you know, see your poo coming out of your ass. (laughs) To to put it politely. (laughs) To put it the only way you could. (laughs) Yeah. You can still have like the walls and the door, uh, but it only has to go up like two feet. Right. And there just should be, uh, as long as the top's down, you can feel the wind in your hair, then exactly that's driving around the property. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want to miss out on the wedding because you have to go to the washroom. So you should, you should have these mobile washroom units that kind of plow around the perimeter and then you'll never miss a moment of the and ceremony. Plow is right. Uh, because they are walls, you do not have good vision. The most you have is a small moon shape to peer out of. 
yeah, that's true. So he's just riffing through the property in these little like. Uh, that's, yeah. So that's tip number one Square is, uh, of course, part. mobile portable outdoor washrooms that plow through the wedding party, as you said. Yeah. Yeah. No, as you said, that was your tip. Thank you. That was yours. I won't take that from you. Uh, my tip. Um, speaking of the great outdoors. A lot of animals are going to be interested in your wedding. Invite More so them. than normal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the season. It's getting out of spring here. You know, there's a lot of new animals have just been born. Uh, there's more animals than ever at this time of year, in fact, based on yeah. the cycle of animals. So I think this is, a, this is a time when animals should be welcome at your wedding. Um Give them little jobs. Nothing's cuter. Right, than... like how you would give, you know, uh, uh, what's the, what does the little boy do? Is he ring boy? Ring boy. <laughs> um, yeah, you could make anything a ring boy if you wanted and just just strap a ring to an adorable enough animal and you've got yourself a, a lovely little moment during the ceremony when everyone sees, you know, a badger strolling up with a little pillow. Aww, that's what everyone will say. Aww. <laughs> or, ah. If they hate badgers, yeah. <laughs> if it's unexpected, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, my final tip: go swimming. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even go to these weddings. <laughs> it's a great time for swimming. I love swimming. It's, it, it's cool. It's refreshing. <laughs> if it's a hot day, nothing better us? than cooling off at the end. How would you feel about the ceremony in the water? Oh, I've seen that people standing like waist deep. I feel like it's a it's a hippieish thing, but I feel like I feel like I've seen that. What about treading water? Yeah. What Fully about in the water? The middle of Superior, November. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, now we're not even in the summer. <laughs> it's the uh, end. It's the end of shipping season. All the freighters are taking on their last load of iron lo- ore. Of iron ore. <laughs> or what, Steve? Or coal. <laughs> Yeah, okay, nice. So iron or coal, whatever they're shipping. <laughs> yeah, that's a great time. So your advice is middle of Superior, have a wedding in November. That's my summer wedding tip. Steve, great. final tip. Get us final out of this. tip. Um, let's just keep the invite small. Keep it intimate. Um, it's going to be a lot more fun that way. I'm thinking five people max. That's going to give you your yeah, best you got kind bride, of wedding. groom, priest. Badger, and you're set. Ba- oh, okay. You only need four. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, if you want to have a bit of a and larger a fifth, wedding, which is the mystery guest, <laughs> mystery guest, uh, which should be unveiled partway through the night. Uh, there should be a big curtain that you draw back, and and ideally, it's like you know. a local celebrity, like the weatherman. <laughs> yeah, like maybe someone who's published a book. Your friend who's published a book. Yeah, could be a book on weather. Could be anything. So whatever, uh, what, whoever you kind of know best or pay someone on Cameo to send a nice little voice note along. With and you. why is that a summer wedding tip? Well, because everyone wants to get back to their swimming and their fun. So keep these weddings brief. Hey, that too many brings people, us back there's... to the main tip. Go swimming. <laughs> we love swimming. Uh, Steve, speaking of the gales of November, would you like to solve a murder? Yeah, exactly. The victim, Tim Timson, Dungeons and Dragons enthusiast. Today's guest, Carl Carlson, 
who found Tim's body before their D&D session. Carl, hello. Um, just a quick point of clarification. It was during the D&D session. It wasn't before oh, uh, okay. the session. I'm the, the dungeon master of our group, and we've been going for six years. Tim is one of my closest friends. We, we met, actually, um, uh, in high school because we realized our parents shared a sense of humor. This is the fastest we've ever gotten out of platform. We didn't have to ask a single question, and we just established everything. Awesome. Well, this is great. I think it's important to to follow the rules. That's why I'm the dungeon master of. Of course, that's of true. You're, you're excellent at setting the scene. Yes. Right? Well, and I feel it'd be remiss not to mention, like, the reason our parents shared a sense of humor is, like, they named me Carl Carlson, mm. and he's Tim Timson. So. Mm-hmm. Very yeah, same joke. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Was and this parallel friends? thinking, or did someone rip off the other person? And were they friends? Uh, not as far as far as we knew. Our parents had never met, but uh, you know, I have had my suspicions since what went down that fateful night in February. You, you know, once we started to realize after the death that um, our names were so similar, and our parents, we thought it was just a joke. <laughs> You only after realized after? Yes, before then. Like, we we realized our, our parents shared a sense of humor when we met in high school, but we didn't realize sure. how close our names were until after he was dead. And when I say we, I guess he realized it before, but he wrote me a letter before he died that then I opened oh, after wow. he died. Key piece of evidence. Listen, listen. Remember, we are getting out way too much. This yeah, remember when you were incredible. like, we've set up this simple platform, and what about now? <laughs> yeah, that's also the quickest we've disassembled a platform. Wow. Now things okay, are so- pretty confusing, aren't they? <laughs> well, let's let's back it up. Let's talk D&D. Me and Steve have played a few times together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's always very enjoyable. Uh, I find we gravitate toward, more towards the, the making stuff up element and like the role playing rather than the actual like rolling the dice, following the rules, the numbers and everything. What do you like about D&D? A great question. Uh, for me, it's a, it's a strong balance. I'm a big rule follower, so I love the rules and the board game play, but there is no board game without playing the role you have created for yourself. And this mm-hmm. is a game we'd been going for six years um and tim um he was our necromancer and had been for six years and was doing a great job of it and oh that's the worst person to die well he wears a dark hood over his face and we were a good two hours into the session um and i thought assumed he'd been role-playing but um two hours into the session we realized he'd he'd been dead the whole time he normally would sit there for long periods of silence. Yes, as the necromancer. As, as the necromancer. Okay, yeah. waiting to... So you guys are in costume and in character yeah. A little bit, yes. Uh, we we enjoy uh, some accoutrement of the costumes. Uh, um, it, it was more disturbing for us when we pulled out. I mean, we, we assumed like they would the autopsy would find out that he'd been poisoned or something. How could we not see him sitting there dead? Because he looked like he was sitting there in, and engaged for us. But it turns out he'd been shot with a bow and arrow, but under the table. Wow. wow. So this had to be someone at the table. Or a very good archer. Yeah, true. Curve the arrow Do you guys play style. outside? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we play outside, of course. D&D. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of open now to anyone who is in, within 
archery range. Yes, but you had, I mean, they had to be, have been really good to get that shot under the table. Was it in, was it in the back? Yeah, where no, was it? No, in the shot? belly. Right in the belly. Yeah. From under the, t- interesting. Okay. Hmm. Well, let's, f- uh, first though. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to I, back up still. Yeah, I want to back I up mean, even so farther. Where, where much, were you born? Yeah, there's so much information. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> that you're going to have to dissect, and good luck. Uh, great question. I was born in um, uh, uh, in, a tr- tr- in a tree house. <laughs> well, that was a good question. I actually got... <laughs> yeah, how did that happen? Interesting out of that. How did, well, my mother climbed up the tree house, and the doula came with her, and you know, a few hours later, there I was, born in the tree. Was this on purpose? Was this like a tranquil place for you, for you to enter the world kind of idea? They felt it was. For me, it was terrifying. You know, being up so high and... Oh, you you immediately were born into the world and grasped the concept of heights. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that's part of the reason I became a dungeon master, is I grasp concepts so easily. Which is wow, required cool. for any dungeon master out there. Mm-hmm. What if a new concept is introduced? In the middle of the game. A new concept is introduced in the middle of the game? Yeah, you need someone who can roll with it, right? Are you are you making Dungeons Dungeons and Dragons puns roll with it? No, I wasn't intending to, but uh happy to well, cause, cause say that, that I was. That would be a new concept for me. We don't we don't we try not to use puns at the table for us. Mm, okay. Mm. It's serious business when you play. Well, we try to dive into the role as much as possible and the world we've been build up in Tavarth has a dangerous place and the stakes are high mm. so I, I do want to talk about Tavarth let's briefly for listeners explain D&D how you've been playing for six years like how a campaign works uh, for those who might not be familiar right so I um, create a world in my head and then I bring it to the table and get uh, you know my friends to create characters and then we enter that world of Tavarth, and I begin to tell them the story of uh, and their characters. But it's a bit like a choose-your-own-adventure, but not as good. Right, yeah, because you have to make it up as you go. Yeah, like choose-your-own-adventure, you can just turn to the page, and it's another incredible story. Where they'll choose an adventure, and all have to be like, whew, that's not what I was thinking. Okay. What's, and then You'll say that out loud? <laughs> Yes, oh, of course. As a dungeon master, you, it's important to comment on how you think the players are doing. Like, they're into the role them. while I play the meta, you know? Right, yeah, of course. Mm. Okay, here's a question. What do you think the best uh, choose-your-own-adventure book is? My great friend question. died. And you're asking me what the best choose-your-own-adventure book is? It feels like, first of all... I feel like people know about them, but like... Could we all? Could any of us name one? No, like we all but, know the concept, but, but that's like, okay. One. <laughs> uh, excuse me. I just think it's a funny thing. We all know about these. <laughs> yeah, things. no. Excuse me. A ninja assassin <laughs> is the best of the choose your own adventure books. So you do have an answer. Yes, of course I do. <laughs> okay. His friend dies. Of course he does. Uh, my my friend died, and the first thing I did was look up my favorite choose your own adventure book. How else do you cope <laughs> with grief? Comfort. I understand. Okay, so I got to check that out. Ninja Assassin? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's nice. got some... I mean, I mean, reading it now, it, uh, probably some racial overtones that don't hold up. <laughs> Actually, not that they held up in the 80s. Just, you know, Ninja Assassin doesn't... You know, probably written by 
some white dude. Let do we need to get into this? Probably not. Should well, we move we on? Weren't. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> okay. Well, I so did. So, uh tell us about Tavarth. I want to hear the the world you've created. Right. So, uh do you know you know Lord of the Rings? Like mm, yeah. and that that world type thing. So, I was I was was inspired by that. So, I created a world that was that was Lord of the Rings, but I I called it Tavarth. <laughs> Oh, okay. So every, everything is kind of like a knockoff of Lord of the Rings. Not so much a knockoff. It's just the same. Oh, okay. Just so this is literally Middle Earth. Yeah. No, it's not literally Middle Earth. It's Tavarth. It's literally oh, it's Tavarth. literally Tavarth. Okay. Yes. Right. But like Gandalf lives in Tavarth. <laughs> yes, Gandalf lives in Tavarth, and there's a Ring of Power, and they have to take it to Mordor. And is that what you've been doing for the past six years? Six years, they haven't got there yet. You know, so has so no one else wait, in the group the realized? Necromancer? Oh, sorry. So, sorry, I don't remember the necromancer as part of the. Well, that fellowship. was the first. That was the first thing that I said. Uh, you're doing that. I didn't plan for that. Uh, oh, because they picked that was a curve. Because I was like, "Are you sure you don't want to be a hobbit?" Uh. <laughs> And like, and then when he's like, "I'd like to be a necromancer," I'm like, "But you could be a hobbit. That's a very good friend, you know." Like, I really tried to push him towards it, but uh, and have have none of them heard of Lord of the Rings? That was the hardest part of my job as the dungeon masters for the last six years, keeping my friends away from. Like, I had to go into each of their computers and uh, create some code that automatically erased any references to Peter Jackson. Vigo Mortensen, J.R.R. Tolkien, and anything Lord and Rings, all that stuff. It was tough. Right. Oh, so they've never heard Royals. Nope. What? You mean by Lord? No, yeah. exactly. Correct. Oh, right. <laughs> Correct. They have not have heard, heard a lawyer, Lord. They also don't know anything about what to buy as engagement present for their partners. Mm. <laughs> as engagement present. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I'm going to keep it that way, or was, until, of course, the death of Tim Timson. Oh, yeah. Does this kind of unravel the whole kind of uh, story you've been telling? Is it kind of done now? Are you going to tell them about Lord of the Rings and give it all up? It's it's already happened. That's been part of the tragedy, wow. is not only losing Tim, but losing my friend group, who were oh, uh, turned on you well i mean they were upset about tim but i was too and we were all in the grief together but then they decided to take their anger out in the way of like you you fucking kept us from lord of the rings for this long you know well no i guess in the way though they actually got to experience lord of the rings better than anyone they got to experience it as wow. the characters that's a really you nice gotta tell them that way to put it but uh <laughs> but I think any objective look at the campaign I gave them, it is not better than Lord of the Rings. Like, any kind of objective. Like, I, every step of the way, I was pushing them toward... Like, they'd, I'd be like... They'd be like, I'm going to throw the ring at the bad guy and be like, I wouldn't... I think we need to keep the ring. we got to keep it. We can't use it as a weapon or whatever. You know, like... Or, or they'd be like, let's not go to Mordor. Let's go into this town. And I'd be like, guys. <laughs> like... That's not how it happens. Yeah. <laughs> but it wouldn't... You know, I wouldn't say that's not how it happens. Yeah. I'd say that's not how it's going to happen. <laughs> that's not how it's happening currently. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, you play outside? Correct. Yes. I felt, where? Uh, in the woods, uh, near the treehouse where I was born, uh, as a matter of mm. fact. Uh, I felt it helped the immersion to be outside in the woods. 
um, you know, because it, it feels more... You, I mean, obviously, we can only play until um, dark, because then it's you can't see, like, the rolls and stuff like that. Uh, we tried a few times, but it ended up burning our character sheets with the candles. Uh, so we... But um, outside, you know, you hear the animals and the spook, and I'd be like, we're walking through a dark forest. And most of the campaign took place in the dark forest, obviously, because that's Lord of the Rings. Um, and like Lord of the Rings, I would attempt to describe like one beautiful hill in the forest for like 45 minutes. You know what I mean? Like just like in the books. Hey, Steve, is that f- No, I haven't read or seen Lord of the Rings. So I'm going to check in with Steve here. Was that funny? That was awesome. Okay. <laughs> Well, that's, again, that's too nice and not true. Also, Griffin, if you haven't read or checked out the books, are you interested you in starting a D&D campaign? campaign? Yeah, uh, <laughs> it sounds worse and longer. That is correct. It is worse and longer. And I have a character you can play, and he's a good friend. <laughs> Who doesn't exist in Lord of the Rings. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, you mean a hobbit? Oh, not, yes. not, uh, not your not the necromancer. Tim. Yes, yeah. no, no, no. Yes, I, I mean, I have a character for you to play. That's a good friend in this campaign. Understood. I'm, I'm kind of on the cusp of knowing exactly what a necromancer is. I'd love to a necromancer out what that is a is. wizard who deals with undead magic. So ah. a necromancer's specialty is raising up the dead. Um, mm, now that's interesting. Is it? <laughs> well, uh, Tim has passed. I oh, and here he was this whole time playing a character who raises people from the dead. That's why I said he was the worst possible character to die. Oh, the listeners, feel free to go back to that part and yeah, I'm, applaud. I'm just <laughs> catching up to all this myself, to be honest. Yeah, I did miss that, unfortunately. But I think you're spot on. He was the worst person to die, as he was the only one who could raise anyone from the dead. Uh, Steve, it's a game, like oh. the. Like the D and D is a game. Like we can't actually raise people from the dead. Like you're, mm. like I don't think you understood the horror we have all felt since, since playing a game and and waiting for Tim for almost forty five minutes to roll the dice and just assuming he was doing a, a, a character thing and then shaking him and realizing he was dead. The horror. Now, did did he get there before you this day, or were you there and he walked in so you knew he was alive when he he sat was there? alive when he came in. We we had a great mm. chat. Uh, what just, did you talk about? Uh, well, w- Tim and I were the first people there, and Tim Tim was like, um, uh, "Hey, I I don't want to I don't want to put a name on things, but uh, we've got a great friendship." And and we just talked about that. <laughs> what now? What do you think he was implying? <laughs> well, later when I read his letter after he died to me, it said. I don't know if you've realized how similar our names are and our parents share a sense of humor. We know that, but I think there's something more here. And this, this letter, I'm so curious, is this pre-written and almost addressed to be like open when I'm dead? Or did he give this to you? Do you find it on him? Like, how did that come to be? That's a, that's a great question. Hey, you're at one. <laughs> I may not know exactly what a necromancer is. <laughs> I may think D&D is real, but I have <laughs> one good question. No, that's not true. I asked uh, when you were born and you sit in a treehouse. Yes, uh, that was also a great question. But I meant so that... we've had a, that, good, a couple good ones. But, but I meant uh, that's a great question as in I like the question, but I, I'm, I'm not going to answer it. 
Oh, oh that's stupid. what you meant by that's a great question. Yeah, that's a great question. Okay, I awesome. That's a, that'd be good for like athletes to divert questions at the end of a game. Well, as <laughs> if they just don't want to answer, they just go, that's a great question. To be honest, as you know, the only reason I'm here on your podcast is, is because I don't want to get fined. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's talk about who else is in this party. There's, a, there's other people who play regularly with you guys. Absolutely. Um, there's Savannah. Um, she's a friend I met in high school. Her name, Savannah, is, is a wonderful person. Uh, Savannah Savanson. And, uh, oh, your parents shared a similar sense of humor. She's my sister. Oh, okay. uh, but I only met her <laughs> you in, high met school. in high school. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's a friend. I call her a friend because we only met in high school and I, we didn't know each other existed until, but, it, but it makes sense why she's Savannah Van- Savanson. Sorry. What? Did you live in the same house? Yes. But uh, in different wings. Mm, oh, you grew up house. a little wealthy. Uh, not a little, a lot wealthy. Wow. Yeah, you grew up in the treehouse wing. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> I know there's a lot of talk these days about privilege and recognizing it. And I, for one, just want to say I haven't come to terms with my own privilege. Like, I haven't recognized it. So, well, you you just mentioned how wealthy you are. I mean, that's that's step one, right? You're acknowledging it. But I think it makes me better than people like you. Okay. okay. <laughs> but you seem also very aware <laughs> that it makes me better than you. Yes. Okay. I mean, I guess I guess you know what you're right. I am aware of my privilege. I'm better than you. <laughs> Uh, okay, so there's your sister Savannah. Yes, with a different last name. Uh, who else is there? Uh, uh, there's um, uh, Ja Rule plays with us, like the famous Ja Rule. That's right. After Does the he fire like the rules? F- yeah, after the fire festival incident, he he was looking for some companionship because a lot of his friends left him, and Ja Rule mm. came to play with us. You know, they're doing another one of those. Another fire festival. Yeah, I really hope Joe Rule's in charge again. <laughs> I should ask him about that. We don't talk much. And sorry, did you no. mention? Uh, I'll go back for a second. Uh, did you mention who Savannah plays? No, she plays uh, Paladin. Paladin. Yes, it's a it's a knight, uh, a clerical knight that um, gets its power from a, a higher power and, and does like healing magic as well as fights like evil, like demons and. And undead, for example. Hmm. Now, and which Lord of the Rings character was that? That's the really frustrating thing for me. I was trying to shoehorn the paladin into Frodo, uh, wow. and it was a tough. That's it was tough. It was a tough. Yeah. It was definitely a square peg into a paladin hole type situation. And who did Ja Rule play? <laughs> ja Rule uh, chose to play himself, uh, <laughs> and he refused. He refused to do any of the. Uh, you know, like um, no, that's tough too. Because from what I understand, Ja Rule is not in Lord of the Rings. Like, not you even mentioned. Seen it. Abs- you haven't seen it. You don't know. And I had him penciled in as Boromir. Uh, <laughs> but uh, shockingly enough, the two characters actually intertwined quite well because Boromir was a bit arrogant, thought he knew better, that kind of thing. And mm. Ja Rule played that actually pretty well. Um, yeah, and, and Ja Rule, interesting enough, a very good archer. Oh, that is interesting. Like that might come into play at some point. No, that might come into a real life archer. Yeah, <laughs> cool. And was it was it anyone else at the table? Uh, absolutely. Um, oh. uh, uh, Mark. 
was a, was a young friend of mine. He was he was the only kid we played with. He was a six year old who loved D and D, and his parents like and how my old parents. Are you guys, sorry. What, Mark? How old are you guys? Uh, we are forty five. <laughs> I just listen. I know how that sounds, uh, and being aware of my privilege, I know doubly know how that sounds. But as a trust fund baby, my parents still have a certain amount of control over my life, and. This was a friend's, like a friend of my parents' son that they insisted play this silly little kids game with us. So we had to entertain mm. Mark. And who did he and play? Uh, he played also Ja Rule, which made it <laughs> because once Ja Rule insisted that he could play himself. And Mark realized he, he was a big fan of Ja Rule's music. Then he realized. Well, then I'll play a, a Ja Rule as well. So we had to make a class of characters called Ja Rules, which obviously made Ja Rule pretty upset because Ja Rule felt he should be the only Ja Rule, but there was now a class of Ja Rules. And I guess just for the sake of it, I'll ask, how good a, an archer was Mark? Great question. Incredible archer. Uh, probably the only one at the table who could compete with Ja Rule. Uh, in terms Order. of archery, and in terms of real life fan. archery. Yeah, he's a big fan. I mean, he practiced all the time. He was a kid, so his bow was smaller and his arrows were smaller, but also could wow. hit targets very well. Now, what kind of arrow was found in Tim? It was uh, a fletched arrow. Okay. So The kind adults use or the kind kids use? <laughs> oh, oh, I see. You, were, uh, you know what? The, that's the funny thing is it was... It was a teen-sized arrow. Oh, ja Rule man. uses adult that arrows. The kid uses right in the middle. kids' arrows and was right in the middle. Well, that's interesting, though, because unless someone was using someone else's bow, it sounds like it was neither of your two friends at the table. We don't think it was, because they were sitting mm. at the table, and the arrow still shot him like and pierced him quite hard. I, I don't like, how could we not have noticed them under the table you know, mm-hmm. cranking up the bow and letting a rip into our friend across from the table. And how did we not notice him, like, go, ugh, or anything? Yeah, there should have been enough. You'd you think. Mm-hmm. That's what I say when I uh, have brunch in Montreal and they forget a crucial item. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, I would love to figure out what happened to your dear friend, Tim. Me too. You guys good to go? Yes. Hell yes. yes. (laughs) Now that's what I say. Uh, when I do get what I want at a certain Montreal brunch place. Oh, it's only one place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they give me one egg. And I point at it and I go, oof. And they and they <laughs> pat you on the top of your head. Yeah. I think it's a learning center I eat brunch at. <laughs> starting to think, get this is your tutor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we are back on Killed to Death. Uh, look at those smiles. I'm still here with bones. You can hear those smiles. 
Now, Bones is your nickname. True. Is that now? Is that interesting? Yeah, to a lot of cool. people. Cool. Uh, and we are also still here with Carl. Carl Carlson. I Carl Carlson. Sorry, I, I prefer to be referred to by my full name. No middle. I'm one of those people. Uh, no middle name. Uh, but I do have a last name, Carlson. Right. Yeah, that's right. And a first name. Uh, and a first name as well. Yeah. Carl. Yeah. Carl Carlson Carlson. Uh, now, you were born in a treehouse in Correct. the back of what sounds like a large mansion compound. Honestly, when you say it that way, it sounds ridiculous. But it was. Uh, now that I, you know, now that I've heard it out loud for the first time in a sentence, it's. Uh, it was a strange situation. You know, my mother has had a lot of money, um, and. Yet she chose to ha- birth me. I mean, birth me in a treehouse. No, you corrected yourself. You said had a lot of money. Is that because she's passed away or because she's lost her fortune? Both. She has lost mm. her fortune and passed away. She sh- she died shortly after Tim. Uh, via- Same way? Oh. No, wow. no, no, no. She had got an arrow to the head. <laughs> was this also a teen arrow? It was a teen arrow, but it wasn't a mm. D&D thing. It was a Tupperware party. Mm. Yes, but that's still the, uh, starting to suspect that there's somewhat of a serial. Yeah, was arrow this also the woods on, on your hands. property? Yes, also the woods on our property. Mm. Uh, that's what I think as well. That's what my friends and I thought that it was a serial archer until my friends abandoned me after realizing I'd hidden Lord of the Rings from them for six years. Oh, so they still could think it's a serial archer. They could still, but they don't talk to me anymore. It's a good point. Now, your friends uh, include your sister, who you only met in high school, Savannah, Savannahson. Uh, you were raised in separate wings of your mansion. It's Savannah Savanson. Savannah Savanson. Sorry. Yeah. Who's Savannahson? That's, come on, that's not a real name. <laughs> she played a, was she the paladin? Pa- paladin, yes. Yeah, she's paladin. paladin. She was the paladin. Uh, kind of Frodo. Yes. Yeah, kind, I tried to, Frodo. yeah, fit her, make her Frodo. Ja Rule. Oh, yeah. As, of course, your land, Tavarth, is Lord of the Rings, uh, just with a different name. Yes, exactly. And uh, Joe Rule, I was trying to shoehorn into the story of Boromir. Sort yep. of worked. And then Mark... As Mark, as Ja Rule, you probably tried to shoehorn into Boromir as well. No, no. <laughs> Mark's Ja Rule, because he, he Ja Rule was a class, played a magic user. So I was trying to make Mark's Ja Rule be Gandalf. <laughs> now, at this particular D&D... Tim came. You guys had a very good conversation. Yes, and then Ja Rule came right after, like right as we started, because Ja Rule is always on time. Right. It uh, feels like I'm the only one who knows that that's one of Ja Rule's songs. Is always it on time. On, always on time. You know what? I think that's probably be, that's how it is. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners somewhere are smiling hearing that. I, I don't know. think so. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's it is very good. We just don't know that. Okay, well. Yeah, now if if during break when your uh, face kind of lit up because you were looking up something on your computer, if it was Ja Rule songs uh, and you're prepared to make some jokes about them, uh, they're all going to go over my head. Uh, wow. Uh, first of all, I would never do that. Second, down ass bitch. That's what I would say to you. <laughs> Which... Actually, I should say that, that that one is definitely a Ja Rule song. I don't. 
usually use language like that. So uh, <laughs> definitely not. Uh, but anyway, um, we're just living it up over here. Seriously, clicking around. <laughs> yeah. No. Eyes darting all over the screen. Don't you dare put Blue it on light me. Reflecting off his glasses. <laughs> no. We can see the reflection of the computer in that screen behind you. No, uh, no, that's not. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, to be fair, though, I mean, you weren't allowed to make any puns for mm. six years. And now you don't know how you, are. you have freedom of puns at this point. You don't know how freeing it is because in the end, life ain't a game. Okay, I'm assuming. <laughs> no, uh, anytime you say anything weird now for the rest of the episode, I'm like, I guess it's a Ja Rule song. <laughs> Get out of here! Top that titty up. <laughs> no, no, that's just something you've said to us before we started rolling. That is, yes, that is, no, that's one of my catchphrases as the uh, D&D uh, dungeon master. Like, they'll be they'll be afraid to go in a direction, I'll be like, we need to, to go down this cave to see if Gollum is down there, and they'll be like, no, and I'll be like, come on, top that titty up, you know what I mean? And what does that mean? I, I, I mean, well, it means, like, gets, get some gumption, put... Put some liquid back in your boobs. Top that yes. titty up. <laughs> Put some liquid back in your boobs. Yeah, it's like, like drink some milk. Uh, it's yeah, like, so it's the, yeah. A grow up hair was so 1985, and now we're in 2023. So we say, top that titty up. Is it? Is suck, this suck a that bad... milk back in? <laughs> yeah, is is like a rich white dude saying what the new feminist version of grow a pair is that a good is that a good thing i don't think i don't know if it is feminist i don't even know if rich plays into it <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> okay but it is a good thing right like it yes yeah. yes you're <laughs> you're doing good work <laughs> oh boy. Uh, no okay for people who want to run a D session for their friends what what are some top tips you'd give to aspiring dungeon masters because it seems like a totally separate role than the rest of the group I, great. First up, under the table, put like a, as much fencing as you can. Like, so, like ideally, like a thick. Now, wood. first. Oh, okay. I was gonna say. I was imagining a chain link, and I was like, arrows can go right. No, through no, that. no. We <laughs> like some, some to stop the arrows just in case there's a, a, a arrow assassin. Second, you gotta have catchphrases. Third, gotta be creative <laughs> with the world. You know, find something that inspires you, and then build on it. You know. How did you build on it? I didn't myself. That's well, why you called it Tavarth. That is, uh, you know what? <laughs> Thank you. No one recognizes the small contributions. You know, <sighs> where does that come from? Did you just make that one up, Tavarth? Um, yeah. I. This is a bit embarrassing, but I guess I'll tell you now. Uh, the first thing I was trying to say were were it's Middle Earth, but I coughed at the same time. So I was, instead of Middle Earth, it came out as. <laughs> You know, and then they were like, Tavarth, and I was like, yes. So Your original plan was to just fully tell them everything from Lord of the Rings. There was no deviation from Lord yeah, of the Rings. Yeah, I mean, this the Tavarth is plan. the only deviation because I accidentally coughed. And the right. rest of it, I, I spent most of my waking hours just go, combing through so, their social media and phones and everything, keeping any reference to Lord Rings or of out of out of there the is okay you can see the yeah the i had no problem with but no ofs and so all of their vocabulary it lacks prepositional aspects 
Now, can you refresh me? Did did you mention you you might have what you and Tim talked about when he arrived early? Yeah, he said um, we, it was mostly about names and how we were good friends. But one other thing that Tim said when he was there is he came in and he said, I don't want to play with Ja Rule anymore. Whoa. Mm. Did he say why? Well, it took us a while to figure out if he was talking about Ja Rule or Mark's Mark. <laughs> character Ja Rule. Because both of us had problems. We all didn't want to play with Mark anymore. He was a kid foisted on us by our parents. Like, you have to play with Mark, you know? Um, but it turns out he was talking about the real Ja Rule. Was Mark... But This is a little off topic. Was Mark playing gray Ja Rule or white Ja Rule? Great question. Uh, at first he was playing gray Ja Rule. And then in a masterful stroke, I killed off his character and made him come back as white Ja Rule. Okay, I made that up. That makes sense. Masterful, yeah. yeah. Well done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you. Well done. Thank you. Wow, that's... Beep, beep, oh. beep, 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 We're getting beep, a beep, Skype beep, call here. Beep, 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 I'm just going to click hello. Beep, beep, sure. Beep, beep. Hello? Hello there. <gasps> hello? I'm calling in. It's me. Savannah. Bet you thought I was dead. Savannah, it's, it's so good to talk to you. I didn't think you were dead. But no, I, I didn't think well, you were dead. everyone else in our family is. What? What? Yeah. Dad died too? Struck by a teen arrow. No! When did this happen? Just hours ago, and I realize now that I need to call you. What? I can't die like this with us in a fight. I don't want to I'm fight, in a fight. A- anymore I- either, Savannah. I'm so sorry I kept... I've seen Lord of the Rings now. Oh, and? It's about love, and it's about friendship. Yes. And it's about persevering and working together. And Saruman. And I thought, and also Saruman's in it. it. And I thought to myself, creepy little gr- goblin boy in that one. Gremlin little man. Gollum? But beyond, th- yes, goblin. No, and Gollum. So <laughs> <I> <laughs> We're both Did saying the same thing. Have what? you not seen it? It's Gollum. I had to watch it. Quickly, I had to watch it at 1.25 speed. I thought his name was Goblin. The point is... <laughs> it's Gollum. <laughs> well, in your, I thought you'd taken liberties. I assumed so many of the names were wrong. But it turns out you took every name. <laughs> That's correct. Except for Tavarth. I made that and, up. And another thing. I've learned prepositions. <gasps> you thought maybe I'd come on here and have to... Not talk with prepositions because that was mentioned about me as a character. Well, too bad. Awesome. I've learned. No, 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 it's good. Wow. Yeah, Savannah, I'm so yeah. proud. Honestly, that was. I didn't want to keep you from prepositions, but now that you've mentioned it, can you show Griffin what it was like before you talked without? <laughs> when you talked without prepositions, just show hey, him. You know what? what? I, I will take a, li- a little sample. Yeah, it was hell. Um, tell me about hi. your character, the paladin. Hmm. Tell that story about, you know, when your character got to the mountain and had to do all that stuff? Yeah, tell that, but without the prepositions. I'm Frodo. Uh Uh-huh. But Paladin Uh can heal show friends. Do you think... I don't know exactly what a preposition (laughs) is. you're... Sessions must have been excruciating. <laughs> it was very slow. But That's part of the this. reason it took you six years. You did this. 
you did this and you made this happen to us. I know I'm... And I may never forgive you, but I do know one thing, that it's not worth dying with a grudge and it's not worth dying with hatred in my heart. I want to hold you in my arms as lava rains down around us and accept our fate and our death together. Oh, Savannah, I couldn't agree more. Let's have sex. <laughs> no. What? That's not, not quite what no. I said. We, but we, we, weren't, we just knew each other since high school. It's fine. <laughs> no. Genetically, are you brother and sister? Uh, <laughs> I believe you said I, that. Yes, I believe I did. But, but because we're rich, we'll get weird rich people blood transfusions that makes it genetically okay. I won't get those. What? <laughs> 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 I'm not interested. But it was such a safe topic for this podcast to go down. <laughs> I'm sorry we're forcing you into all this stuff. Me, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I didn't want to talk about any of this. Yeah. I, every time Sometimes I come on here, you that just titty up. make me say the most heinous things. <laughs> Look, well, can we just move on from this and... Savannah. Yes. Yes. Can we just we can. get down to the brass tacks? How yes. do you feel about euthanasia? <laughs> Why? What's going to happen? To us? Uh, yes. If we can't be together. I, I really was just trying to bring up another controversial topic, to be honest. But Yes, but then Savannah thought it was funny to actually try and talk about it. Uh, okay, so, um, well... For All me, right. I feel like we... No, 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 I'm going to host here. I'm going to host. Uh, Savannah, tell me about your paladin character. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, well, here's the problem. I I now realize that so many of the choices that I were trying to make that resisted your predetermined, incredible choose-your-own-adventure <laughs> just made me into a worse version of... The great and brave and strong and how how did your paladin differ from Frodo? I was a real piece of shit. That's oh, true. No. Your character was a piece yeah. of shit. For example, remember when your leg got cut off and mm. and as your character you felt like you couldn't go on anymore, but you weren't strong enough to put a sword through your own heart, so you were asking some of the other characters if they would help you mm -hmm. put a sword through your heart. Yes. Yes. But uh, there's a difference between just pulling the plug and th thrusting a sword through someone's heart. But what is a whole other level of difference? request. An interesting question. <laughs> Great question. <laughs> Moving on. I was unfortunately so awful to my dear gardener friend who came along for the ride with me. I was such a terrible, I would say, carry everything... You take it, though, you take it. And take the ring, too. And I kept giving, trying to give him the ring because I didn't want to carry it. And I feared that I created this character out of my rich upbringing, partly. Yes. I, I brought that to the character. I refused to sacrifice. I refused to give up all my luxuries the way that Frodo did. I, I just, I realize now what I should have done. I should have been playing that journey you were trying to give me a, a a story worth telling and instead i resisted and 
I suppose thank you in the end for that. Uh, so, just to go back, so you're talking about when you came to our table, you'd always have a gardener with you carrying your stuff. No, the <laughs> character of... Did, did well, she? That, no, yes, she did, yes. Yes, yes. But, I, well, I was always rude to John. That's different. I was speaking of the character of Samwise. Now, I did uh, perhaps personify him as as as, the, as my own gardener as well. That's that's true. But but I I just mean now that I've seen the friendship and the bond that you can have with yes. a gardener. I tried to. Of course, I wish I had that. And line. I think John, your actual gardener, is a good person. Who? Well, he's dead. What? No. When? Yes. A bigger reaction to any of your family deaths so far. <laughs> well, well, John was secretly my father. <laughs> and he's dead? I never got to tell him that yes. I'm his real son. How did you find yeah, out? He didn't know. <laughs> well, I found out because my mom eventually confessed to me that she cheated on my rich father with the gardener, John, and that's how I came to be. Yes. But so we had different fathers. Oh, I had that's why she had to go parents. have you in the treehouse. Yes, I think oh. so. And uh. it is why Savannah and I aren't as related as we initially thought, so it is okay for us to have sex. <laughs> Half siblings, yes. I don't I still I don't still, I still think it's too close. No, still- what about with the blood transfusion thingy? You are not doing No, that. okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Your friend is dead. I know. <laughs> Right, I'd almost forgotten Tim. <laughs> Tim is dead, and also, also our my fake dad, and now my real dad, John. Yes, all dead at the hands of teen arrows. Well, not John. John was snipping the the uh, big bushes out front. What you know? He needs to. He's supposed to carve the yes the the. Uh, the the horses oh, and, and the, the knights pumpkins with the and the pumpkins with the tinkers and he held tinkers. the shears the wrong way and, uh, no yeah he cut oh, them, yes. pointed so, them did someone help him to... was it euthanasia <laughs> he did it all on, on his own by accident no dad he sculpted so himself sleepy. into a beautiful shrub <laughs> yes yes unfortunately he did but may he rest in peace because he was oh. a great man and and a gardener worth. I mean, you're saying that now, having. but you treated him horribly. Yes, and he was my dad. But I've ch- yes, but I've changed, and I also didn't know that. I didn't know he was your dad. I did think that we both shared rich parents. I did think that. That's. I mean, that's fair. I mean, I'm reacting now as though I'm only discovering that, but I did at the time know that. That's the story we're telling. So. Okay, so um, and did, sorry, did Tim mention why he didn't want to play with Ja Rule? Did you say that? Uh, yes, he thought Ja Rule was a murderer, <laughs> and he didn't want to play with him. And I didn't believe him. I was like, "This is a D and D game. Get a hold of yourself." We're just oh, like he was a real Steve. What? He was he was a real Steve. You had to be like, "It's a game. It's yes, not real." Yes, exactly. Yes, totally. That's what I had to say to him because I, I, I mean. Uh, this went from an, a fun thing we did after school, even though we were 45, we were still in school, and and then it turned into this slew of murders. It's true. It did turn into a slew of murders at the hands of teen arrows. And funny that you should mention the dangers of Ja Rule, 
Because I did hear he'd hurt one of his hands. He'd what? hurt one of his hands? Yes. Just recently? And for some... Yes. And the thing I know about people... Wow, and he hurt one of his hands. So much pain. Yeah, well, I, for me, I think what's shocking about that is I would have never noticed he hurt one of, one of his hands because every time you see Ja Rule, it's mesmerized. <laughs> Do you know what happened to Tim? Do you know what happened to Tim? No, no I mean, he was murdered. It's murder. <laughs> I've said some... I, I can recognize I've said some horrible things on this show, but Griffin, that was <laughs> the worst thing that's happened on this episode i think you saying murder like yeah i think we can all agree wait 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 <laughs> all right yeah, you get it you get up the list you get up the list <laughs> what's love i'll tell you what love is holla holla yeah okay awesome listen <laughs> really really good work on that one <laughs> i'll tell you what love is Holla holla. <laughs> well, that sounds like the words of someone who hasn't been in love before. Whoa, oh, oh my god. Guys, can everyone check out Ja Rule's album? Oh, from 1999. He's been active a while, eh? Oh, yes. From 1999. The album Veni Vetti Okay. On my way. Yes. Oh, it features Jay-Z. It's a song called Kill Em All. What? Oh, this is... I can't believe we've put it all together. And you've had this list up so much longer than us. I, I, in my defense, I only saw the first six songs that Google thought were relevant. <laughs> I mean... Kill, kill them all. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Dial I mean, M for no. murder? He was... There's a song called Body? Oh, my God. Murder for life. Uh, I'm just now looking at the album art cover. New and it's York? a picture of my friend Tim dead with an arrow <laughs> in his stomach. How? Tim was three, year, three years old when this came out. No, I, never mind. He would have been 19 or so. <laughs> Close. <laughs> but we can't begrudge him. He does have a song called I Cry. This <gasps> Remorse. He felt bad. So Ja Rule murdered my whole family, but it's okay because he feels bad. Well, and, and not guess. John. Yeah. Jo John <laughs> accidentally, yes, you know, he himself. accidentally killed himself. Yeah. John snipped himself, yeah. But there's something I'm, wow. I've never told any of you or anyone. Savannah, our mother, she's not my real mother. Oh, okay. Is this just another ploy for you to have sex <laughs> Damn it. No. And that wraps up another <laughs> successful episode of Kill to Death. It was Jaw Rule, famous musician turned murderer. The clues were all there. <laughs> they they really were. I was going to say that he hurt his hand, which means that you have to use a smaller bow. Hmm. I'm just saying I didn't just mention he hurt his hand. No, I didn't because I thought that was cool. Well, and I was going to say. I don't like that. No, I don't. I, I don't think it's I great. I think it's bad. I hate when people hurt their hands. I have yes, empathy. Me too. I was going to bring it all together by saying E-dub and ja. 
That's that's the name of one of his songs. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I pieced that together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When it didn't fit with anything, <laughs> I pieced it together. Do you know what love is? Holla holla. <laughs> wow, sounds like you got a case of the March preludes. I want to thank Zach Aaron for our theme song, Brady Schumer for our art. Uh, you can follow Kill to Death on Instagram at Kill to Death Podcast or on Twitter at K2D Pod. And if you have a suggestion for a murder, we always say Kill to Death Podcast at gmail.com. But you could also message us at the aforementioned Kill to Death Podcast on Instagram or yeah, K2D Pod on Twitter. Shoot a why DM. Not? Slide in there. Yeah, get in there. With a murder suggestion, we'll do it on this show. Yep. Um, and speaking of Jaw Rule, ain't it funny that we do another show? <laughs> and it's a mur- it's a movie show, not a murder show. It's a movie yeah, that's show. This that's this one we plug I... on the movie show. This <laughs> <laughs> is the one that we plug on the other show. And it's um, Griffin and I, uh, we made little uh, uh, movie clues for each other, a little movie guessing game. Um, and it's really fun. And that's why that show is called Griffin and Steve Guess the Movie. That's right, and it's on uh, Sonar Plus, which is, uh, if you're an Apple Podcast listener, you can find it there. It's just on our feed, but there's lots of other great bonus content stuff on there, so check it all out, including that show. And and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've also started a Jaw Rule podcast, or are going to? Yeah, I'll correct just you. now. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I'll correct you. <laughs> okay, great. Good. Um... And yeah, let's let's turn now uh, to Carl Carlson. Yes, what would you like people to check out? I uh, two things. One, uh, if you're on Instagram, check out at Korg Influencer. It's this account of a dog, not related to me necessarily, uh, but might be. Uh, and second, uh, lately, if you're into listening to things, especially good podcasts, there's a musician called Ja Rule, and uh, he's got a great discography, and uh, has a long-stand running feud with 50 Cent. That's something else I know about Ja Rule. Uh, all right, and... So we... I, I, can I just ask one question? What, how, what percentage of this podcast would you say has been a waste of time? <laughs> now, do you mean... Listeners, write in and, and tell us a percentage. <laughs> do you mean compared to you know doing anything or compared to most episodes of killed to death i would love to i would love to hear stats on both to be honest uh average for killed to death episode uh maybe a bit on maybe a bit under um (laughs) (laughs) uh and to most things yeah completely completely okay (laughs) great great well i for one as carl carlson just had a, a goddamn good time, as always. <laughs> so did we. <laughs> we did too. And it is shocking. We've gotten to the end. There was no surprise twist. This was not Jason DeRoss. I damn it! That's I was true. really waiting for you to say, and that's all. Thank you. And then I was like, it was Jason DeRoss. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I just because I did it so late at the end of the last one, I wanted to try and slip it in even later this time. Even later. So if Jason's listening, really, it's so that if our friend Jason DeRoss is listening, he then has to listen to the full episode. You know, because I know he usually 
the true punishment. Yeah. You really want to waste this time. <laughs> and I want to say to our listeners, um, to everyone Mostly up there, Jason. when it gets cold, when you're thinking of giving it all up, when you think of quitting, holla holla. <laughs> <laughs> Them's your rules. <laughs> Killed to Death is produced and recorded by Steve Cook and Griffin Toplitsky and is a proud part of the Sonar Network. Music by Zach Aaron. Art by Brady Schumer. Special thanks to Mike Mangiardi, Katie Lure, and Tom Shank. Please follow and like Killed to Death wherever you can so the boys know how to value their worth as human beings. has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 